Hey girl, did you place your workhorse Pyrex casserole dish under the broiler and it shattered into a million little pieces? Did some bitch park in your favorite parking space at Target this week? Did you go to Target and buy everything in that fucking store except for the deodorant that you've needed for the past two fucking weeks? Are you told that you swear just a little bit too much? Well, take a seat, my friend, because you have come to the right place. My name is H.A., your Minnesota BFF. You didn't know you needed me, but you sure are fucking glad that you found me. I suppress my feelings like the best of them, and swearing is my fucking love language. Welcome to the Maybe Swearing Helps podcast. According to the Oxford Dictionary, an addict is a person who is addicted to a particular substance, typically an illegal drug. Helpguide.org states, addiction involves craving for something intensely, loss of control over its use, and continuing involvement with it despite adverse consequences. Addiction changes the brain, first by subverting the way it registers pleasure, and then by corrupting other normal drivers, such as learning and motivation. But what if someone is addicted to something that they cannot see? Something that knows no bounds and cannot be easily obtained? What if someone is addicted to hope? Hope, that feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. That feeling of trust. I, your girl AJ, am an addict. I am addicted to hope. The word hope is mentioned in the Bible over 130 times. One simple word, a word that can bring life to the weary and heal the broken. A four-letter word. A four-letter word that I myself have clung to in the times of darkness. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. For whatever things were written before, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The Bible is filled with stories about hope. My favorite of all of these stories is about my girl, Sarah. Sarah and I have a lot in common. We have both prayed on our knees until they were bloody. We've sat back and watched other women get the very miracle we prayed for. Her prayer, the prayer she prayed thousands of years before I was even thought of, is now my prayer. A prayer for motherhood. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. You see, our girl Sarah was childless until she was 90 years old. Like so many of us who have faced infertility, Sarah did not believe in the promise that she was going to be a mother. Can you blame the girl? Year after year passed with no pregnancy, yet her husband Abraham, he believed. He believed in God's promise that Sarah would be a mother of nations and that she would conceive and bear a son. At 90, Sarah gave birth to a son, a son that they would name Isaac. 
God fulfilled his promise to them. With respect to the fulfillment of the promise, Sarah embodies the themes of fear and doubt. Abraham, those of faith and hope, her doubt drives Sarah to devise her own way of realizing the promise. She gives Abraham her maidservant, Hagar, so that Hagar might bear a child for them. When the promise is repeated, Sarah expresses her doubt in sarcastic laughter. And when the promise is kept, Sarah is overcome by joy and still implies her doubt had been reasonable. I feel Sarah on so many levels. The journey of infertility isn't an easy one. There are times where my heart is filled with doubt. There are times where I let the fear creep in and its words chase away the hope. When you are waiting on a promise, it's hard to stay the course. It's hard to believe that your turn is coming. Four fertility clinics and multiple failed cycles later, I'm still waiting on God's promise, just like Sarah did thousands of years ago. In an attempt to to fulfill the promise herself, Sarah gave Haggard, her maidservant, to her husband so that she may bear a child for them. Modern day Haggards exist. No, they're not maidservants, but modern-day Haggards exist. Somewhere right now in this country, there are women going through retrieval cycles to give their eggs to a barren woman like myself. I am barren. Life and time have done me no favors. The cards, they are stacked against me. The endometriosis was diagnosed too late. And the diminished ovarian reserve makes for unfavorable odds. Yet, I still, against all odds, against the tallest of the flames, the biggest of the waves, and the strongest of the winds, hang on to hope. Hope that my promise is still coming, regardless of whether or not we add in the fact that I am now 39 years old, I'm pushing 40, and that age puts me at the top of the geriatric, I hate that word, maternal age group. Yet, despite all of those odds... Despite every storm that we have walked through, despite every scientific fact, I cling on to hope. I cling to the promise that my turn is coming. I have my fears and doubts just like Sarah did. And there are times where I too have laughed sarcastically at the possibilities of what if. Hey friends, thanks so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I know that your time is precious and I hope that you laughed. I hope you learned something new or at least you found me slightly entertaining. Because if you don't find me slightly entertaining, well, at least you can go find me dancing awkwardly in public with a cotton candy duck over on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. You can search for Ninja in the City. If you don't want to see me dancing awkwardly, you can go on over to mebeswearinghelps.com to find out more about this episode, past episodes, and if you would like to connect, if you have a topic or a question, you can go ahead and email, the email has changed, bearwilltravel at gmail.com. I hope all of you have an incredible week and I look forward to connecting with you.